Oh, my God. 
five minutes after 6 a.m. Good morning, everybody. My name is Nahum Siegel. Welcome to a Monday. Back to school, back to work we go. This is your Jewish Moments in the Morning radio program. Look around and you'll see 
Donny Katz already patting Elijah Law on the head, the senior. A great performance with the Max here, looking to come victorious. The ball is inbounded, and for the second time in three years, the Yeshiva University Maccabees are Skyline Conference champions! Unbelievable. There it was. 27 in a row, an historic win streak ends in phenomenal fashion. And the crowd loves it, everyone's on the court. The parents love it. Everyone in the building is hyped up. The Max bringing another championship back to YU and their first ever at home. We know they did it two years ago against this Purchase Panthers team on the road, but the Max earning the number one seed this year, and that's the luxury you get. You get to play on your home court, and they did not disappoint out here today. That is the uh, call from yesterday's uh, historic, no other way to put it, historic uh and incredible uh, championship uh, up at Yeshiva University uh, by 12 points, 86 to 74. YU, the men's basketball team, the Maccabees, uh, defeated Purchase. And uh, what an incredible and amazing afternoon it was. <laughs> Just remarkable. And we've watched all year. We've watched now for a period of many years, but we've watched all year uh, this team not only win 27 in a row, and the streak continues, by the way, uh, obviously, I mean, with yesterday's wins. They've won 27 in a row, and the 27th is the uh, championship of the Skyline Conference. Uh, but in addition to that, um, uh, they now go the, to the NCAA tournament. They are an automatic uh, entry, an automatic bid, as they say, for the NCAA Division Three tournament nationwide. Uh, later today, we'll find out where they go and uh, where they'll be spending their weekend uh, starting Friday. And uh, they're six games away, in theory. I know a lot of people will uh, will raise their eyebrows and roll their eyes. Um, those who don't have the, the faith in Yeshiva University basketball that others do, but they are six victories away uh, from being national champions. And uh, we'll see what happens. We wish them the best of luck. Game number one will be Friday. And yesterday was uh, just another affirmation about how incredible this team is, how amazing they are as individuals, how phenomenal they are as players, and how uh, incredible they are as uh, as a team. Um, they are just uh, a, a well-oiled machine. And congratulations to Coach Elliot Steinmetz and his entire coaching staff. And there are a lot of great people who put a lot of uh, a lot of uh, hours into the uh, into the operation of the team. And a uh, congratulations to all the players, including most outstanding player of the tournament, Gabe Leifer, who had an insane triple-double that included 24 rebounds. And um, and to all the seniors, uh, Donnie and Simcha and that entire group of seniors, including Tyler, uh, just, uh, I, I mean, I, I can't even imagine what the feeling is having uh, accomplished all this and now waiting uh, for the Division Three National Basketball Tournament to begin. 
Uh, now, I've said this before, and I know that uh, this team has certainly, certainly um, <laughs> caught the attention of the Jewish world. If you see some of the people who were at that game yesterday, <laughs> you're talking about uh, a, a, a diverse and, um, and very interesting crowd, many of whom have never been to a game before. Uh, but they were there yesterday enjoying all the action. Uh, the game was one of the most sought-after tickets I've ever seen for anything in the Jewish community. And I have seen a lot of events over the last 35 years. It was one of the most sought-after tickets uh, to actually be in the arena. And there were plenty of places around the world that were watching it, including in Washington Heights by people who couldn't get into the arena. And, um, and thousands of people watching from around the world, Israel and many other places, a lot of different countries tuned in. Attention being paid by the New York Times and the AP and the New York Post and Channel 4 News. Big shout out to Bruce Beck, who we reminded yesterday that his bar mitzvah haftorah is uh, Machar Chodesh. And he, <laughs> he, he went ahead and uh, spent a minute or so uh, chanting part of his haftorah for us. Uh, it was just an unbelievable victory and an incredible effort for so many years that culminated in this uh, uh, amazing winning streak and the Skyline Championship. And, uh, yeah, the attention of the entire world. It's a very special group of men uh, that represent our community so well. Uh, they wear the kippot with pride. Uh, they know that they're representing not only their team and Yeshiva University, but the entire Jewish people whenever they hit the road and at home as well, of course. And uh, they play like it. They play like they know uh, how important it is to be as disciplined as possible um, when representing the Jewish people. And they are just uh, exactly that. So a big shout Oh, by the way, big shout-out to Coach Katz because I told him I would, uh, I'd, be, <laughs> I'd be addressing this amazing news early in the show, and he said he'd be listening in. Uh, Coach Chaim Katz, who is uh, very well known out there uh, for his knowledge of basketball and his love for yeshiva. And their amazing team. Um, so there you have it. Congratulations. It's going to be a, uh, a week of great anticipation as we continue on until Friday. Later today, the NCAA will have their selection show when they will announce exactly how things will work beginning this weekend. And uh, who knows? Who knows what magic the Max can pull off in the NCAA tournament under Coach Steinmetz's leadership. We hope to speak to Coach Steinmetz later on in the 8 o'clock hour, uh, offer him congratulations, and get his review of the game from yesterday. Uh, I will uh, give a special shout-out uh, to Vice President of Yeshiva University, Josh Joseph, who has worked so hard uh, in developing this, uh, uh, this program and uh, putting all the pieces in place uh, for Yeshiva University's men's basketball and, and all of their teams to um, uh, to thrive and um, and the whole thing is amazing. Those of us who've been watching this team and have been uh, enjoying this team for so many decades, it is really an incredible and amazing feeling what they've done. So congrats to the Yeshiva University Maccabees. You have a lot of amazing fans. People love winners, and that's why you have a lot of people out there today. <laughs> who are very focused on what you've accomplished, to say the least. Pretty amazing. JM in the AM as a weekend. Oh, I, want, I want to thank Max Live. It's because of Max Live we were able to play that clip 
and uh, hear Yehoshua Siegel um, uh, declare that for the second time in three years, the Max, in fact, are Skyline Conference champions. Ruvain Garber, he's got a brand new uh, a single. Plenty more coming up if you keep it right here at JM in the AM. Ich bin 
Nothing can beat a good old-fashioned Altegeschmackenigen. On the other hand, on the other hand, I must say that lately, you know, I put on Nachum Siegel's radio station, and I hear sounds like, I don't know what that is. Maybe that's pump it up. I don't know. You know, listen, we have to bring for the people music that makes them happy. You know, the only hatter of having CDs, not copying, having, and owning, is of having CDs is because people are sad and you need to lift them up and make them happy. So what should I do that I'm not getting exactly lift up and happy by this old 15-minute Brich Shemei of Chazna Rosenblatt. Rosenblatt. Or by this Rosa de Shabbos of uh, the Pintle... Uh, um, not Pintle, Pinchik. Or that... Sheibuna Besamitesh of Chazen Kamanetsky. Kosevitsky, the boy who But kids, I'm not into that. I'm in to give people happiness and labor day. What, what do you think? I don't get a mood of an old song sometimes? You think I don't know any old songs? Of course I do. Oh, I got a geschmacke alte fatzatische song. And you'll see how the crowd goes for this song. You'll see that Liebe Schmelzer knows how to put down a Geschmack out the song. What do you think? I'm waiting with bated breath. Okay, you want to hear? If I was a rich man, double, 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 all day long, y'all double, double. Look at the crowd. If I was a wealthy man, hey! wouldn't have to take long. Yabble, dibble, dibble, 
double, 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 all day long, y'all double, 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 if I was a world man, and if I would be rich, I wouldn't have to go sing every day, I would learn in Koyla, that's my way, and then I wouldn't have to go on shows, and on stage, and say, So, you see how the crowd is going for this? Now, now that's an oldie, and I want to tell you something. I like to sing Hamish songs, but I like to give a little taste, because the main thing is we got to make people happy. Don't you think of Raymond? You know, let me tell you what I think, Victor. After hearing that, it only reminded me Again and again and again. I believe strongly, unequivocally, unyieldingly, unwavingly, what? Uh, unabashedly, that no matter what, Lipa, we have to stick to tradition, tradition. Oh, tradition. I don't believe in transition. No, tradition. Tradition, tradition. Yes, but believe me, it's with God's permission to put a little transition. Give me some recognition. You have to understand. You have to. Give me your neck position. Do I? Am I not traditional looking? What's with you? I'm the most traditional looking guy with all the rubbish and packages all day. But you need to put a little spice to make people happy for the youth, for the kinderlich. And everything today you do for the kinderlich. <laughs> My kid, he's asking me for a cup of water one day. I said, you need to sleep. Cup of water. Five minutes later, Tati, a cup of water. You need to sleep. Brought him a cup of water, you know, but I've no gave him hand. Five minutes later, Tati, bring me a cup of water now. I said, one more time, you ask him for a cup of water, I come and I smack you. I don't usually do this, but you know. So after 10 minutes, he says, Tati. I'm sure, I'm sure he raised his hands. <laughs> he says, Tati, on the way up to smack me, bring me a pitcher of cold water. He says, <laughs> but today, you do everything for the kids and you need to make them the, the, happy. The bookers so, do? This not, this, I want to meet that little boy. He's here? He's ah, a wonderful boy. Okay, I'll know. talk to him later. But I got to tell you one thing that... So I feel you need to make people happy, especially happy in such a tough time when Panossa is so tough and we're in a time of recession, 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 no more depression. depression. Tradition. And how do you get away of this ultra depression? With music, you make them happy. 23 years, you are doing this, my friend. Together with Hass, we gotta make everybody happy. But one thing, we need to go to Hassanas and we need to make people happy. So we make our wives happy. And if our wives are happy, they go in the grocery and they laugh. So the grocery man is happy. So then the delivery boy is happy. So then they go to other houses and they become happy. The children become happy. They go to the Haider and they're happy. The whole Haider becomes happy. And then the Haider goes to the sister. The sister goes to the school. They become happy. And the whole world is happy. Only because we're making people happy. So that's why I'm always Miss Paddle. It should be more Simchas by Yidin and Good Shaduchim. And I'm up. And I dive to Hashem. Wherever I am, I dive to Hashem from the bottom of my heart. Matchmaker, matchmaker, make them a match. Find them a catch. Make them a match. Matchmaker, matchmaker, make them a match. So I can get my paycheck that night. Matchmaker, matchmaker, make them a match. Find them a catch. 
make them a match. Matchmaker, matchmaker, make them a match. So I can get my paycheck that night. And don't tell me that you don't love to go to Hasanas. What? You also have some Geschmack and Heimish in like I just sang for Hasanas? Are you kidding? I think I have the most famous Shidduch song in the whole world, Nita. Yeah, I have the most famous Shidduch song. And I think the crowd's gonna know it as soon as I sing the first note of the song. Ready? Give it away! Check it out, sing with me. Schenker, what a beautiful song. Wow, it's amazing. Yeah, give it, give it more, give it more for our family, he deserves it. Not for me, it's for the song. For the Isha's Chayim. And I gotta tell you one thing. We try to make people simcha at night and by day. Sunrise, sunset, sunrise, sunset. We sing wherever we go. With your beautiful voice, Hashem, you could show. With all your songs, what you can do. Hashem loves the music from our heart. All the gates in heaven. You can break through. So what I'm saying is, this rhythm, that rhythm, this way or that way. I love music. This way, that way. By the way, Lipa, I must say, Lipa is doing a very good job bringing happiness to Claudius Royal. That's for sure. To life, to life, l'chaim. L'chaim, l'chaim, to life. I think for you, let's know about the life, to life, to life, the the to life, to life, to life, to to What is it? <laughs> what could I do for you? This is going to sound just utterly ridiculous to you, but I'm moving, you see? And in an old coat in a trunk, I found this shoe repair ticket that must be seven or eight years old. It's for some shoes I brought in before I went into the Navy, and then I moved away from Brooklyn, 
and now I found this old ticket. And I know it sounds ridiculous that you would have the shoes after seven years, but I took a chance. Oh, and... I get it. You're that fella from Candid Camera. <laughs> no, 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 sir. Honestly, look, look, here's the ticket. Let me see it. Are you out of your mind? We haven't even used the numbers in years. Next! No, please, sir. No, no, it was a long trip here from Baltimore. I know it's ridiculous, but please, take a look in the back. All right, all right. I'll look. I'll be right back. This is very embarrassing. But after all, they don't make shoes like they used to. How can I be foolish enough to think that after seven years that they would still... Hey, mister from Baltimore, Maryland. Yes? You're not gonna believe it. You mean you found my shoes? Was it with half-soles, leather heels, and metal tips? Yes, yes, that's right. It'll be ready Tuesday. Up. The shot clock will run out with 5.3 left to play. Purchase will need an inbound. This is likely the last possession. Yeah, Donnie Katz already patting Elijah Law on the head, the senior. A great performance with the Max here, looking to come victorious. The ball is inbounded, and for the second time in three years, the Yeshiva University Maccabees are Skyline Conference champions! Unbelievable, there it was again. <laughs> I'll be playing that all morning long. Uh, Max Live, I thank you for that. That is the uh, final call of the game. Uh, when, in fact, the University men's basketball team, the Maccabees, went ahead and uh, and won it, won the whole thing. The Skyline Conference Championship, an absolutely incredible effort, unbelievable game, and uh, now they move on to the NCAA's Division Three. Congratulations to the coach of the University Maccabees, Elliot Steinmetz, and his amazing team, most outstanding player, Gabe Leifer, all their uh, wonderful players, the seniors, and uh, everybody out there who... Uh, the seniors, the juniors, the sophomores, everybody, the freshmen, everybody who had such a role in this 27-game winning streak, which is still going on. Pretty remarkable. Monday morning broadcast, JM in the AM. We'll speak to Elliot Steinmetz later on. He'll make some time for us, and we'll look forward, we look forward to congratulating him and talking more about yesterday's championship and what it means in the, in the bigger picture. Um, again, as evidenced by those who were in attendance yesterday, as evidenced by how tough a ticket yesterday was, as evidenced by the thousands and thousands and thousands of people in our community watching around the world, it is obvious that uh, this team is more than just a basketball team and more than just a team that represents Yeshiva University. It's a team that uh, really takes its responsibility of representing the Jewish people very, very well. Uh, and very seriously. The Fiddler medley was done by Avram Fried and Lipa. You heard Yaakov Shweki with his fast medley. Hine, that's brand new from Ruvain Garber. Masach HaShem is our Monday morning theme song for Mayor Sherman. And, of course, Regesh Modani opening things up. And we say good morning. 6.40 in the morning, 20 minutes before 7 o'clock on this Monday, March the 2nd, the 6th of Adar. 40 degrees, 62% humidity. Windsor South at 5 miles per hour. Mostly sunny with a high temperature of 58. Then tonight, showers early and a low of 48. Tomorrow, afternoon rain and a high 
of 55 degrees. 53 right now in Yerushalayim. We're at 40 in New York City as we say good morning at the JM and the AM. Feel free to comment on the app about anything, basketball or anything else. Go to the NSN, Nahum Single Network app for Android and iPhone and comment away. Let us know uh, what you have to say on this Monday morning as we celebrate yesterday's big win. Today is Election Day in Israel. Today is Election Day in Israel. Our election special, anchored by Jake Novak, starts at 3 p.m. Eastern time right here on NSN. Again, our Election Day special, 3 p.m. Eastern time, right when the polls close in Israel, right here on NSN, hosted by Jake Novak. Uh, So make sure to be tuned in all day long, of course. Uh, but especially at 3 o'clock today. Mayor Weingarten will have plenty to say about the election right after JM and the AM during the Israel show. Uh, Yoni Pollock will be doing the uh, After Further Review program at 10 o'clock. Jake Novak at 11 a.m. with um, a Novak now. Today he'll talk about, well, he'll actually preview the uh, live Israeli election coverage and give his prediction of what to expect from the voting results. So you'll hear that at 11 o'clock right here on the Nahum Siegel Network. So a full day as it's election day in Israel. It's celebration day for the Yeshiva University Maccabees. APAC is going on down in Washington as we speak. It is a busy day in the Jewish world. Selection show for the NCAAs is coming up today, which means we'll find out where the Division Three schools are going, uh, including YU, uh, this coming Friday. Uh, and tomorrow is Super Tuesday. And... Uh, you know what that means. The landscape of the Democratic uh, nomination is going to be uh, a little bit clearer, possibly. Uh, maybe a little bit more confusing after tomorrow, a Super Tuesday, where over a third of the delegates will be decided nationwide. So it's a very, very busy couple of days here as we kick off a Monday morning broadcast at JM in the AM. And I am glad you are... Uh, I'm glad you're with us, and I'm glad that you're spending your morning with us as uh, we continue on this uh, Monday. And a big shout-out to those who are at APAC who are tuned into us right now. I know there are countless people who are listening in uh, from around the world, and especially in Washington, D.C., as the APAC conference is going on, and folks are tuned in to JM in the AM. Brand new from AISH, volume number three. I thank you for tuning in on a Monday morning broadcast here at JM in the AM.
There we go. JM in the AM Monday morning. That's um, Maishi Menlowitz with Ure Vanim. Nigun Moshe done by Yehuda Green. Trevel Sharf and Levine with Ish Yehudi. Words from the Megillah, which we read a week from tonight, believe it or not. A Shadvachaye Olam to open up that set. 40 degrees, mostly sunny, a high of 58. It is America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program. Heard on listeners, sponsored digital radio, around the world and the web, and NachumSigl.com and the NachumSigl Network, and of course on the beloved NSN app. Feel free to comment on the app. Listener Ralph just told us that he's down at APAC and getting up early because the Vice President of the United States will address APAC at 8.30 this morning. Today is Election Day in Israel. Our Election Day special takes place at 3 p.m. today, Eastern Time. Led by Jake Novak. Make sure to be tuned in at 3 p.m. Also, Jake will be on at 11 a.m. Mayor Weingarten with election uh, analysis at 9 a.m. on the Israel Show. Full day of election day here at the Nahum Siegel Network. Galaitzal, Israel Army Radio, 2 p.m. newscast for a Monday is next. We say Boker Tov from JMNAM. Galaitzal, Mirushalayim, Asha'a 2, Shalom Rav, Kan Rani Avnai, Ima Shekorei Achshav. 
בחירות 2020, אחוז ההצבעה נכון לשעה 12 עומד על 27% ושש עשיריות. הנתון גבוה בכמעט אחוז מההצבעה בבחירות הקודמות, והגבוה ביותר מזה 21 שנה. מנכ"לית ועדת הבחירות, עורכת הדין אורלי עדס, סיפרה לאמיר איבגי, עד כה היום מתנהל ללא הפרעות או שיבושים. הפייק ניוז היחידי שהגיע לפתחנו הבוקר היה הודעה שמודיעה למזכירי ועדות הקלפי שרשימתו של איתמר בן גביר, עוצמה יהודית, הסירה את מועמדותה מהבחירות, וכמובן שזה לא נכון, אנחנו מחדדים את זה בכל הזדמנות. זה בינתיים הפייק ניוז היחידי שהיה, ואני מקווה שכך יימשך. צה"ל תקף כלי רכב באזור קונטרה שבסוריה בתגובה לניסיון פיגוע. כתבנו הצבאי צחי דבוש. כוחות צה"ל זיהו ניסיון לבצע פיגוע ירי של צלפים מתוך רכב שנע סמוך לקונטרה בסוריה. בתגובה הרכב בו ישבו המחבלים הותקף והפיגוע סוכל. אין נפגעים לכוחותינו. רק בשבוע שעבר חיסלה ישראל לפי דיווחים זרים. טרוריסט בכיר שעסק בהקמת תשתית טרור של חיזבאללה ואיראן ברמת הגולן. שתי תאונות קשות בשעה האחרונה, רוכב אופנוע נהרג מפגיעת רכבת באזור נתניה. ברמת גן פצוע קשה מהתנגשות אוטובוס בבניין מגורים. כתבת תחום המשטרה ליאס פילקין. האוטובוס שהיה ריק מנוסעים פגע בשני הולכי רגל והתנגש בקיר בניין מגורים ברמת גן. אחד הפצועים חולץ במצב קשה מתחת לכלי הרכב, הולכת הרגל השנייה נפצעה בינוני וגם נהג האוטובוס, שטרם ברור מדוע איבד את השליטה, נפגע באורח קל. עומסי תנועה כבדים מורגשים באזור. בתאונה נוספת סמוך לתחנת בית יהושע נהרג רוכב אופנוע מפגיעת רכבת. נסיבות האירוע נחקרות. התפשטות הקורונה, מאות בני אדם השוהים בבידוד ביתי בעקבות חשש שנדבקו בנגיף יצאו להצביע. עומסים נרשמים בקלפיות המבודדות. העומסים נובעים מכך שזמן ההצבעה של כל אחד יותר ארוך בגלל החיטוי וההליך המורכב. אורנה, שהגיעה לקלפי מבודדת בעפולה, סיפרה לכתבנו מיכאל האוזר טוב, תהליך ההצבעה לוקח המון זמן. אני בקלפי קורונה בעפולה, יש פה תורים ארוכים מאוד. חולקו כבר משהו כמו 100 מספרים, בינתיים כולנו מחכים יחד, אין שירותים סטריליים, סכנת הדבקה, הרבה אנשים פשוט מוותרים על ההצבעה והולכים. כתבנו לענייני משפט יובל אראל מוסר שבוועדת הבחירות המרכזית בוחנים אפשרות להאריך את שעות הפעילות של הקלפיות לאנשים שנצטוו לשהות בבידוד. מזג האוויר למחר, עלייה ניכרת בטמפרטורות, בעיקר בערים ובפנים הארץ. אלה החדשות שעורך רועי ולד. Thank <laughs> you. 
Private Goldberg reporting, sir. Yes, Private. What is it? Well, Major, it's like this. I heard you needed a person for a mission impossible, and here I am. Well, good boy, Goldberg. This is a dangerous and top-secret assignment. Now, first, you'll take a jet. You'll fly at 30,000 feet, and then you'll parachute out over enemy territory. I'll take a jet, and I'll fly it at 30,000 feet, and I'll parachute out. Major, don't worry about a thing. It wouldn't happen. <laughs> I'm afraid of heights. Hmm, well, I suppose we can get you there by boat. Now, when you get to the enemy campsite, you'll steal one of their camels and ride due east 41 miles to the bridge. Let us review. <laughs> when I get to the enemy campsite, I'll steal a camel and ride him due east 41 miles to the bridge. Major, don't worry about a thing. It'll never take place. <laughs> I'm frightened of animals. All right, Goldberg, uh, you'll walk to the bridge. Now, when you get there, you'll take the 100 pounds of high-explosive TNT, you'll tie it on your back, then you'll tie yourself to one of the main beams under the bridge, and when the enemy tanks are crossing, you'll blow up the bridge. Aha! Now, that's a plan. <laughs> tie the 100 pounds of TNT on my back, then I'll tie myself to the bridge, and when the tanks come, boom! Don't you worry, Major. And I'm not going to worry either, because I'm not going to do it. From the boom alone, I get such a migraine. Private, Private, I, I just don't understand you. You're afraid to fly, you're frightened of animals, you're terrified of high explosives. Why did you come in here in response to my request for a volunteer? Major, I came to tell you that on me, you shouldn't depend. <laughs> J.M. in the A.M., Monday morning, one of our Our Dark Comedy segments. If you want to comment on the app, go ahead. It's the NSN, Nahum Single Network app for Android and iPhone. Comment away. Let us know where you are, what you want to hear. Give us uh, congratulations on the incredible victory of the Yeshiva University Maccabees yesterday, the men's basketball team, Skyline Conference champions. Later today, we'll learn where they're going to be heading in the NCAA round of 64. That starts on Friday. It's exciting, to say the least. And we uh, are planning on speaking to Elliot Steinmetz, the coach of the uh, Yeshiva University Maccabees, later on this morning here at JM and the AM. Today is Election Day in Israel. Yeah, in addition to it being APAC, it's also Election Day in Israel, and our election special will start at 3 p.m. Eastern time right here at the Nahum Siegel Network, led by Jake Novak. Uh, we'll um, we'll hear plenty from Mayor Weingarten at 9 a.m. on the Israel Show, plenty from Jake at 11 a.m. on Novak Now. Uh, but then at 3 p.m. Eastern time when the polls close in Israel, an Election Day special with results and conversation and analysis all happening from this studio in New York City. Make sure to be tuned in and to get ready for some uh, interesting analysis of Israel's third election in a year which is hard to believe in and of itself. Have you voted yet in Israel? Have you voted? Let us know. Comment on the app. Go to the NSN, Nahum Single Network app for Android and iPhone. Let us know. Comment away. Are you at APAC, like listener Ralph is? Let us know. <clears throat> Go to the NSN, Nahum Single Network app for Android and iPhone, and let us know. Um, yes, there's a lot going on, plus Super Tuesday tomorrow that everyone's paying careful attention to, so... 
A lot happening over these couple of days. Thanks for tuning in to JM in the AM.
May I have your attention, please? This is the last will and testament of our dear friend and relative Samuel B. Cohen. I, Samuel Benjamin Cohen, being of sound mind and body, do hereby declare this to be my last will and testament. Number one, to my son, my beautiful boy Sheldon, <laughs> my firstborn, who made me proud of him all my life, a fine son, a good husband, a wonderful father, and the best dentist in the United States. <laughs> to my son Sheldon, I bequeath tax-free one million dollars. Wonderful. Isn't that magnificent? Good luck, Sheldon. <laughs> Number two, to my beautiful daughter Jane, with a Y. <laughs> to that lovely child who always got high marks and helped her mother with the dishes when we couldn't afford a maid who got a scholarship to Hunter College, who for a long time has been a little too particular or she'd be married already. <laughs> to my lovely daughter Jane, with a Y, tax-free $1 million. Oh, Such a generous man. Isn't that beautiful? Mazel tov. <laughs> Number three. To my beautiful wife, Miriam, friend, companion, love of my life. To the lovely Miriam, I give with pleasure everything that's not in her name already. <laughs> the white Chrysler Imperial with the white sidewalls and the princess telephone. The Picasso from the back of the store. My Arnold Palmer golf clubs with a new leather bag and tax-free $2 million in cash. Enjoy, sweetheart, enjoy. Oh, what a marvelous husband. An angel, not a man, an angel. The Picasso from back of the store and everything. <laughs> Number four, to my brother-in-law, Louis, who lived with us all of his life, who never had to do a day's work, who knew how to handicap the ponies better than anybody, who only smoked the finest cigars, mine, to my brother-in-law, Louis, who all his life said I would never remember him in my will. Hello, Louis. J.M. and the A.M., some of our great Adar segments on a Monday morning broadcast. Back to school, back to work we go. Congratulations to East University Maccabees, the men's basketball team, our Skyline Conference champions. And they are champions in general, champions the way they uh, represent our community and the great pride that our community worldwide takes in them. Congratulations to Coach Elliot Steinmetz and all the wonderful players. And we'll find out later today where they're heading for the NCAA Division Three. Round of 64, as it all starts this coming Friday. Feel free to comment on the app. Go to the NSN, Nahum Single Network app for Android and iPhone, and comment away. Uh, Shavuato from AJA Carpool number 255 and Dress Like a Teacher Day. Interesting. They've got Dress Like a Teacher Day down there. All right. Uh, today is APAC, as you know. The vice president speaking very soon. Earlier uh, 
Uh, we found out that I'll be speaking within the hour, so about 8.30 this morning. Uh, today's Election Day in Israel. Today's Election Day in Israel. Mayor Weingarten will be on at 9 a.m. Eastern Time. Jake Novak, 11 a.m. Eastern Time. And both of them and more in our election special starting at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, right when the polls close in Israel. Uh, Jake will be anchoring that broadcast that starts 3 p.m. Eastern Time this afternoon. Make sure to be tuned in. Rabbi David Goldwasser's words, Zechonishmas Harav Zebunim Yosef Alevi, and Zechonishmas Esther, oh, one second, <laughs> and Zechonishmas Esther Basar Yosef Alevi. Here is Rabbi David Goldwasser with Morning Chizuk. Good morning. We learn in Meseches Megillah a very interesting incident. When Haman came to take away Mordechai, he found him in the middle of teaching Torah, to other Chachomim, other rabbis. When Mordechai had finished the shir, Haman went and asked the students, what exactly were you learning? They told him, when the Beis HaMikdush once stood, a person would bring a korban mincha, a meal offering. He would then take a handful of the fine flour and he would go and bring that for kapara. He would gain atonement with it. Haman said, that handful, that kamitza of fine flour has come and has displaced my 10,000 coins of silver, which he gave to Ahasuerus. The reason he gave it to him is because he wanted to destroy B'nai Yisrael. The Avnei Nezer, the great commentary, asked the question, how could Haman have made such a declaration. How could he say that the entire plan that he had in order to destroy the Jewish people was thwarted when the fact is that the decree issued against the Yidin, the Jews, was still in effect? The Abnei answers, Haman was really trying to scheme here. What he did was he wanted to get the Jews to believe that there was no more danger that everything was okay in their lives, that it was already past them. And then they would have a false sense of security. They would all stop all of the extra mitzvahs they had done. They would stop praying to Hashem with great kavana. Then he believed he would have a chance that his plan to destroy the Jewish nation would be successful. Homan, however, didn't realize. Our Sfarim tell us, that when we take the grogger, we hold it by the handle which is on the bottom. On Hanukkah, it's the opposite. We take the dreidel, and the handle is on the top. Why? B'nai Sascher says, because on Purim, our Yeshua came about because we had prayed. We had awoken ourselves from below. And because of that, we hold the grogger from below, from underneath. Klau Yisrael brought about their Yeshua through fasting, through tefillah, and through mitzvahs. On Hanukkah, there was the opposite. The awakening had to come from above. And because of that, we hold the dreidel from the top, signifying that we had to be inspired by Hashem. And then we were able to do tshuva. As a result, we understand that it was the tefillah of B'nai Yisrael that brought about the salvation. And that is why Haman was not successful in trying to eradicate 
the Jewish people. This has been Rabbi David Goldwasser bringing you Morning Chizik. Have a nice day. Shayam in the AM Monday. Well, it's election season, to say the least. Super Tuesday tomorrow. Today it's, of course, the election in Israel on this Monday. Our election special starts at uh, 3 p.m. Eastern time with Jake Novak uh, anchoring later on today. Make sure to be tuned into NSN. Also, Mayor Weingarten will have plenty in the 9 o'clock hour, and Jake will have plenty in the 11 o'clock hour this morning about the election. So it's election day in Israel. We know that um, Super Tuesday is tomorrow. Uh, but there's another election I want to speak about, and uh, that's, of course, the World Zionist Congress, because there are only a few days left. The 11th of March, which is a week from Wednesday, is the final day to vote in the World Zionist Congress elections. And helping us remind everybody about everybody about it and its importance is Mrs. Miriam Borenstein-White. Mrs. Bir- Miriam Borenstein-White is the Director of Religious Guidance, as well as a member of the Judaic Studies Department at Yeshiva University High School for Girls known as Central. She teaches a 10th grade Navi, 11th grade Tefillah, 12th grade Chumash and Haftarah. She's an alum of Central and a graduate of the Israeli Graduate School. Completed a year of study at Bellows Eshkolot, Matan Educators Institute for Tanakh and Jewish Studies back in 2017 and was a proud Shaliach or Shlicha, I guess we'd say, from Mizrahi Shalhevet program that same year. Mrs. Miriam Borenstein-White, welcome to JM in the AM. Hi, thank you so much for having me this morning. So does it feel like election season to you? Does it feel like uh, everyone's out there trying to decide who to vote for and uh, when to take care of this World Zionist Congress election? Yes, there's an amazing energy that, uh, you know, the OIC has created. Um, I see advertisements, I see things on social media, and I think it's just such an empowering um, time for the youth to go out and vote, for everyone to go out and vote and to allow our voices to be heard um, in Israel and to feel an impact um, of Israel um, here in America. And a reminder, and I'm glad you mentioned the word youth, remember everybody, anybody in your household who's 18 years of age or older is eligible to vote. We are recommending you to go to voteoic.org, voteoic.org. It is slate number four where you'll find us. It's slate number four that we are highly recommending. It's slate number four you want to vote for when you go to voteoic.org, voteoic.org. Mrs. Miriam Bornstein-White is with us live via telephone. So how would you uh, how would you summarize the importance of this election? We know how important Super Tuesday is. We know how important today's election in Israel is. How would you summarize the importance of the World Zionist Congress election? Um, this is such an important election. It really gives us an active way to be involved um, in religious Zionism that not only allows our voices to be heard in Israel, but to really feel an impact here in America of what Israel has to offer us. Um, it's just an amazing time to be living, um, really. And uh, I've heard a beautiful quote that uh, for so many years, Jews have been the object of history where decisions were made for us. And now, for the first time, we're the subject of history, where we can choose our own destiny. And I think um, it's just so important to be able to go out, to vote, uh, to, you know, vote slot number four, the OIC, um, and to really uh, be able to support Torah learning, to be able to support um, identity in religious Zionism. And um, it's, just, uh, it's just a great time, and uh, I hope everyone will take the, I think it just really takes about five to maybe eight minutes um, if your computer is a little slow, but really just takes a little bit of time uh, to make a very lasting impact. 
You know, uh, you're obviously working in the Yeshu University system. Um, you have many, meaning YU has many, many colleagues, lots of organizations, lots of efforts, lots of really historic and very active uh, efforts in the Jewish world that are with, uh, uh, that are on the same slate, that are working together with, uh, with YU to uh, to make this a success. Um, I would think that with all this incredible support across the board. Uh, vote OIC in slate number four. We would be doing very, very well. Are you getting that sense from up at YU and your colleagues that this effort is working and that in fact slate number four is uh, is doing very well this time around? Yes, for sure. I mean, I'm a very proud um, graduate of Central, proud graduate of Stern College, proud graduate of Azraeli. I really am a product of Yeshiva University, and uh, Baruch Hashem have had many. Um, opportunities uh, because of this wonderful institution. And, you know, just yesterday my family and I were watching uh, the MAC uh, win the championships and even in the uh, commercials there uh, to be able to see the, uh, you know, the promotion to go out and vote and uh, to see, you know, OIC uh, featured there. And uh, I think uh, Yeshiva University and all the other amazing institutions that are affiliated with this coalition are doing uh, a fantastic job and really putting uh, the energy out there to uh, to show us how important it is to vote, and uh, I'm glad to be a part of it. Well, uh, as usual, our guests have picked up on the fact that the biggest story is, of course, what's going on at Yeshiva University with the men's basketball team, the Maccabees, <laughs> and they are and they are champions, and we are very very happy. All right, listen, everybody, uh, Miriam Borenstein White, she's taking time out of her Monday morning to help us remind everybody that it's incredibly important to vote. And you only have about a week left. Shushan Purim is the deadline. Go to voteoic.org. It's worth a very, very small investment. does not take long. And if you're a student, it's even less expensive. And if you're over the age of 18, you're eligible to vote. And if you have a household with parents and, I don't know, two, three, four kids over 18, you're all eligible to vote. So just make sure everybody you know votes. Simple as that. Voteoic.org. VoteOIC.org and the influence of institutions like the ones on slate number four and the benefits financially uh, for efforts that we uh, want to encourage, whether it's uh, money for safety and security measures, whether it's money for Shlichim uh, to promote religious Zionism here in the United States, uh, whether it's other aspects of education, all of that is dependent on us making sure to vote and to vote for slate number four. So go to VoteOIC.org, VoteOIC.org. Dot org. Um, and Miriam Borenstein White, I thank you so much for joining us. I would assume as Purim approaches, uh, the high schoolers are uh, experiencing an even greater level of excitement where you are. Am I right about that? Yeah, for sure. I think uh, every day the seniors are dressing up and uh, giving us a lot of added simcha in the, uh, in the building. All right. Now all those seniors have to do is remind everybody to vote. Simple as that. Mrs. Miriam Borenstein White is Director of Religious Guidance and Member of Judaic Studies Department at Yeshua University High School for Girls Central in New York. Thanks so much for joining us today. Thanks so much for having me. Thank you for the opportunity. A pleasure, and I hope everyone uh, takes your advice. VoteOIC.org. VoteOIC.org. Everybody in your household who's 18 and over can vote. Simple as that. Hey, this portion of NSN programming is brought to you by our friends at A&H. Abel's and Hyman Kosher Hot Dog Sausage and Deli is the world's best, serving the kosher world since 1954 and available at Better Kosher Supermarkets nationwide. Try A&H today.
and you'll be glad you did. Mordechai Shapiro at JM in the AM.
just because we're playing a uh, just because we're playing a version of Al Anisim does not in any way suggest that we thought yesterday's victory by the Yeshiva University men's basketball team, the Maccabees, was a, a miracle. Uh, it just means that the holiday of Purim is closely approaching. Simple as that. This is likely the last possession. Yeah, Donnie Katz already patting Elijah Law on the head, the senior. A great performance with the Max here, looking to come victorious. The ball is inbounded, and for the second time in three years, the Yeshiva University Maccabees are Skyline Conference champions. Oh, yes, they certainly are. And here we are in this morning after the big victory at 10 minutes before 8 o'clock with the coach of the Yeshiva University Maccabees, Elliot Steinmetz, with us live via telephone. Coach, congratulations. Mazal Tov. Welcome back to JM in the AM. Thanks so much. Good morning. Must be an amazing feeling. Uh, definitely a big sense of accomplishment. Uh, the message to the um, to the players once that game ended, I don't even know if you had a chance, frankly, with all the celebrating, to actually get together with the players collectively and, to, and give them a message or speak to them, but was there anything... S- specific that you told them after this big victory? Uh, yeah, I told them, you know, I told them obviously that I was proud of them. This this was definitely one of the goals that we had set out in the beginning of the season. Um, you know, and, and these guys were awesome. I mean, to go, you know, it's one thing to win. It's another thing to, to not lose at all. And to go undefeated in the conference the way they did, you know, means a certain level of focus and, and consistency throughout the entire season, you know, each game, and uh, and they were able to bring that every single night. So I'm just extremely impressed with them and, and you know, their ability to, you know, just constantly strive for, for greatness. And what many people don't remember, is even, even, though, even though it just happened a couple of weeks ago, is that uh, the way your schedule ended up and the way it was uh, decided upon um, – it, the the final games of the season, I don't know, five, six, seven, maybe eight out of nine, were all conference games, which means that, you know, knowing how well Yeshiva was doing, every one of those teams, you know, took it personally and really wanted to defeat you guys uh, and I'm sure put in an extra effort uh, to knock down this undefeated team, at least undefeated in the conference. So you add that element to it and it's even a greater accomplishment. I agree. I, I think our conference is good. I think you know the, the teams all know each other extremely well. The coaches that do a really good job. And every you're right. We had a target on our back, and everybody was really gunning for us down the stretch. And we had some we had some really tough matchups. Pretty amazing, I'll tell you. In yesterday's game, it got off to a rough start. Uh, Thursday night, we know there were some rough times as well. But you've said to us in the past, and anybody who follows sports knows this: uh, no matter what happens on the road to a championship, there are going to be bumps in that road. I don't know. I don't know if you appreciated those bumps along the way, but you knew that your team would have to overcome some type of adversity in order to get to the finish line. No doubt, and you know those are the things that make you better. Those are the things you learn from. Uh, we have we had a few games down the stretch that were just real challenges and real tests of uh, you know what we kind of had inside, and if we were really ready to do this. And you know we we talked about it after each one. Uh, we, we had games. We walked into the locker room. We felt like we lost when we had won. And you know, I was able to turn around to the guys and say, "Hey, it's better to learn a lesson with a W than it is to learn it with a, with a loss." So. Yeah, that's for sure. Boy, oh boy! All right, yesterday's game, uh, the early timeout. You know, we always we always joke about the fact that you you don't usually uh, use your timeouts. <laughs> There's something you usually save, but the, the, an early one was necessary because things did not start off the way you would have liked them to. Correct. 
Yeah, I thought we just needed to kind of regroup, uh, you know, focus a little bit on some of the things we had talked about in our film session and, and, and our scouting report um, and just, you know, kind of settle down a little bit, keep them, you know, out of transition and get ourselves a little bit more set in, the, uh, in our offense. What about the timeout with ten and a half minutes left to the game? Anything special about that one or you just felt they needed a break? That was a pure break. The, the guys are working hard. You know, I thought there was a lot of up and down going on, and uh, we were just trying to get the guys a breather. Unbelievable. Coach Elliot Steinmetz is with us, Yeshiva University's men's basketball team, our Skyline Conference champions. Now, I mean, we've discussed this a million times, but I always feel it's important to point out, you know that international attention uh, is an understatement. I mean, it's not just the uh, the New York newspapers and Channel 4 and you know so many outlets around the country who are picking up this story, but you know that Thousands of people were watching from from many tens of countries around the world. Israel, of course, well represented because the game was in what they would call prime time. I, I mean, it must have been I, I, the pressure must be immense when you know how much attention is being put on your team. What was it like yesterday going through that experience? It's uh, it's nerve wracking, but it's also a lot of fun. Um, I mean, it's it's really crazy. My phone's been scrolling obviously for the last bunch of hours. Um, it's it's amazing. Like besides coaching, I have uh, I have a real estate law practice. I've been hearing from random clients in in every world, whether it's you know the Hasidic world, the non-Jewish world, uh, the modern Orthodox world. I've been hearing you know from clients, from friends all over the world. It's really just it's it's been a lot of fun. But uh, you know it's it's a little different than a couple of years ago. We're we're kind of looking forward now too, and not just behind us. Well, I noticed as your players are being interviewed, they're all talking about the tournament. Nobody was resting on on their laurels about yesterday's victory. All all they all they wanted was to get there, and now, of course, with the selection show coming up later on, they've gotten there. But that seems to have been the most important thing. And as much as the Skyline Conference Championship is, you know, pretty amazing, and of course it is, and we're all so proud, it's really the next step that it seems your players have been looking forward to. It is, you know, it's 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 the same core guys that were there two years ago, and and we remember what it felt like two years ago when it was the first time in school history. And how we all felt that sense of sense of accomplishment, but it, it kind of had a little bit of a feeling of finality to it when we won last time. Like that was the goal, and it was such a special thing. And and we were talking about it a little bit last night after the game. You know, the players also were talking about the same idea that this kind of feels. You know, we're hoping like like the start. You know, it felt, it felt kind of like a next step as opposed to just a uh, you know a final win. Well, they looked spent after the game yesterday, that they had left all of it on the court. So if this is a fresh start. They need a couple of days off. Did they get a couple of days off? Yeah, they they, they, they got off. Uh, obviously, uh, we had the, you know, the night last night. They have the day-to-day. Uh, we'll find out you know this afternoon, I believe, who and where we play, um, something around 1230 or 1 o'clock. Uh, and then tomorrow we will uh, tomorrow we'll get back to work. All right, uh, Coach Steinmetz, you know what the whole world wants to know. Is it possible that Friday's game is at Yeshiva University? I, I, I don't know. Uh, I mean, possible, of course. It's definitely possible. We, we would love to see it there. Um, but, you know, that's uh, something that's completely in the uh, MCA committee's hands. And if that does happen, then the first and second round games would be in the same place, right? That's right. Uh, well, that would be unbelievable, and that would be incredible. And boy, oh boy, uh, I'm sure your players would love to play a game like that at home, that's for sure. Uh, Coach Elliot Steinmetz is with us, Yeshiva University, your Skyline Conference champions. Um, you have some players who are just transformative players, some who come into the game off the bench and provide such an amazing spark, others who are starters who just dominate. 
What can you tell this international audience about Gabe Leifer? Are we seeing a once-in-a-lifetime type of player in our community? Is anybody ever going to be compared to him with the performances that he's putting up these days? Well, well, for my sake, I hope it's not once in a lifetime. But he's uh, <laughs> he's um, he, he's pretty good. He, he he does a little bit of everything, and he does it all very very well. Um, he's a special kid, and he's a special player. He's, he's a leader, uh, and obviously uh, a guy that when we have him out there, we know that he's making everybody else around him better. Have you have you seen on the court this year, conference and non conference, any better rebounder than him? No, he's number one. Yes. And does the rest of the country know it? Like, does he get recognition uh, among people who've never seen a YU game that this kid, based on his stats, is just amazing? I think he, I think he's number one, or pos- I think he's number one in the country. Actually, I didn't check it recently, but I think he was number one in the country last we checked in rebounding. So, uh, you know, he's. I mean, he came into the season as a preseason All American. I, I, I imagine he'll finish that way. Um, so he's been definitely getting that recognition. And uh, Ryan Terrell, Simcha Halper, Donnie Katz, I mean, all these guys, just uh, an incredible effort, a mix of young of young players and, of course, the seniors. You have a freshman, Ofek Reef, who we've spoken about before. Uh, one of those guys that I just uh, mentioned that I referred to who comes off the bench and provides an unbelievable spark with his athleticism and his uh, incredible playing. What, what, what can you tell me about the way that – that he prepared for this run because there were times during the season when it seemed the other teams were catching up to him that they that they were learning you know how he operates and you know that that they that they were figuring him out and then all of a sudden in the last few games of the season it seems that they lost the ability to keep up with him. We would call it the freshman wall. We we feel like every every one of our freshmen has hit that at some point in their career. They're playing more games than they're used to at, at you know longer minutes than they're used to at a higher level than they're used to, and there's always that moment where. Where it kind of slows down a little bit, and and you know either either their body catches up to them, or the conference or the league catches up to them, um, and then it's just a question of you know finding out how good they are and if they're able to adjust that real quick, or if it's something that takes them you know into the next year where they can adjust it over an off season. And and I give Ofek a lot of credit. I mean, he he adjusted it within three or four games. Uh, turned around and suddenly became a force again. Yeah, and then and we should mention Aton Halpert as well because. Um, and that's Simcha Halpert's younger brother. And I mentioned him, I mean, who could avoid mentioning him if you're talking about yesterday's game and, and the last few games of the season, because he was somebody who was not getting a lot of playoff time toward the beginning of the year. And all of a sudden, he's such an important part of the team. And doing, th- I mean, look, Thursday night, I don't know I don't know how you felt. I can tell you how the fans felt down by six with four minutes to go on Thursday night, especially when things weren't going in and it seemed the other team, uh, Farmingdale in that case, was hitting every shot. That's the way it seemed to us. So a lot of people were really nervous. And then he hits a big shot, and all of a sudden the game is turned around. Yeah, he's an incredible talent. And, um, you know, he had an injury, obviously, earlier in the year, so he lost a few games there, and then it kind of just took a while for us to get him back uh back and going, and, and once he got you know confident again being out there, he's really just taking it to a different level. Unbelievable. All right, so you get an opportunity to start preparing for whatever team it is later today. Um, th- it's not a conference game for you. You're not going to be playing a team that you're familiar with. It, it must be much different preparing your team for players they've never seen, that you're just going on film and reputation. Is it going to be a lot different preparing for this game on Friday? It's a lot different. Um, it's a lot. It's a lot different preparation. We'll, you know, we'll definitely try to get a few film sessions with the guys to, you know, let them let them see what we what we see on film. 
but it's also a lot different for the other team. You know, the team, the other team is not going to have seen us live. It's going to be a very different situation for them to have to scout us. We also play a little bit of a different style than most are used to. So uh, we're hoping that it plays to our advantage. By the way, do you know who was in the arena yesterday? I mean, you, it was the toughest ticket in town. And I, it's 35 years I've been in the Jewish world. I've seen some tough tickets. And, and this was the toughest ticket to get. And everybody, there were people who would have done anything and actually proclaimed that they would do anything, especially financially, in order to be in that room yesterday. What was your, what was your phone like before the game? How many people were asking the coach for tickets? Uh, I had to turn it off at a certain point. I mean, it, it was, uh, it, you know, listen, uh, I, I would love to have been able to say yes to everybody, but that's going to require a big donation to uh, to YU to help us uh, build a bigger gym. Uh, yeah, and, and on that subject, and I guess that's not for today. We could do this when you hopefully join us here at some point after the season. Uh, but, you know, there are a lot of people who are who are wondering if there are people on campus who are thinking about that, because, uh, you know, obviously the Max Stern Athletic Center is not large enough. Uh, we'd love to add, I don't know, 1,000 or 2,000 seats to the facility. Uh, I, let, let's leave it at that. Can we say that there are people on campus who are, who are contemplating the problem and taking it seriously? I, I would hope so. I, I, don't know if, I don't know the facts, but I would hope so. That would be, that would be, a, great, that would be a great thing. It's a good problem to have, and I, and I hope it's something that's being contemplated. Could the, could the arena itself... And the fact that there's under a thousand seats could that affect the committee's decision about sending home games to YU this Friday, or that has nothing to do with it? No, it definitely can. Uh, it, it definitely has to do with uh, seating and facilities, and, and all those things get taken into account. Oh boy! All right. Well, we're gonna hope. We're gonna hope. Twelve thirty Eastern time today, everybody. We find out where Yeshiva's going for the first round of the NCAA uh, basketball tournament, Division Three. It's very exciting. The entire Jewish world, Elliot, is focused on you guys, and it, it must be incredible uh, what's happening up there on the campus. Continued good luck. We're going to be following you, of course, and uh, we look forward to some more big victories this season. Thanks, and we, we really appreciate everyone's support. It's been awesome. Uh, yeah, the community's been incredible internationally. Uh, by the way, folks, they're on a 27-game winning streak. We didn't even talk enough about the winning streak. If they hit 33 this year, then they will have won the national championship. That's what we have to hope for. We have to hope for six more. Those of you who are uh, not familiar with uh, college basketball and the way it works, um, if Yeshiva wins now six more games in a row, they will be national champions. Let's start with one. Let's start with the first this coming Friday, please God. And later today we'll find out where they're playing and who they are playing. And... Uh, we wish Elliot Steinmetz and all the guys lots of good luck from all of us here at JM in the AM. It's America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning Radio program. Heard on listener-sponsored digital radio. Around the world, the web, and AlchemSingle.com, and the Single Network, and of course, any beloved NSN app.
Sergeant, how much longer do we think we'll have to wait? I don't know, Corporal. But let's go over the plan again. You put the dynamite under the center of the bridge. Right, and the plunger's here beside me. Push that, and the whole bridge goes. Now remember, when the car with Nasser in it gets to the center of the bridge, that's when we blow it up. But Sergeant, Nasser was supposed to pass over the bridge at one o'clock this afternoon. What time is it now? Ten o'clock. It's ten o'clock? Shh, quiet. You mean he's nine hours late? Yeah, but what are you so worried about? I hope nothing happened to him. <laughs> <laughs> Monday morning, JM in the AM with our other comedy segments. <laughs> A reminder that Art Scroll has the Zara Shimshon on Megillas Esther available. Zara Shimshon on Megillas Esther available with an amazing discount if you use the promo code radio. Go to the uh, artscroll.com website, Zara Shimshon on Megillas Esther. If you use the promo code radio, it's a 15, <clears throat> 15% discount. Again, if you use the promo code radio, it is a 
10% discount. Go to artscroll.com, artscroll.com, check it out, and get ready to save. By the way, as we always say, you should always use the promo code radio. You never know what type of savings you'll get when you um, when you go ahead and uh, and use that promo code. So use promo code radio at artscroll.com. Zara Shimshon and McGillis Hester gets you a 15% discount. Don't forget to vote OIC.org. Vote OIC.org, everybody. Uh, just a few days left to vote in the World Zionist Congress elections. Vote OIC.org. Every eligible, every person who's 18 years and over is eligible to vote. So go to voteoic.org. Uh, today is election day in Israel. Mayor Weingarten will be on at 9 a.m. with the Israel Show. Jake Novak at 11 a.m. with Novak now. And at 3 p.m., both of them will be part of our election special anchored by Jake Novak. 3 p.m. today here at the Nahum Siegel Network. Again, 3 p.m. Eastern time, right when the polls close in Israel here at the Nahum Siegel Network. Uh, that's when you'll have a... Um, that's when you'll have a uh, full report on the election results. Uh, tomorrow is Super Tuesday. Uh, APAC taking place right now as we speak. The vice president scheduled to speak about 20 minutes from now. Lots going on during these couple of days. Uh, congratulations heading out to the uh, Yeshiva University Maccabees. Selection uh, Selection Monday is later on today, 1230 Eastern Time. They will decide um, where Yeshiva University goes to play their first game this coming Friday in the round of 64. That happens uh, later on uh, today, 12:30 Eastern Time. Ruvain Graber with Arye, you're listening with Aye, you're listening to JM in the AM. Va a ni, dejaste, 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 
Son is on the phone. Hello, Papa. Hello, Papa. How are you, Papa? How are you, Papa? Papa, I made a fantastic sale today. Papa, I made a fantastic sale today. Silverberg and Son's dresses will be bigger than ever. Silverberg and Son's dresses will be bigger than ever. Papa, write down the order. Papa, write down the order. Are you ready? Are you ready? Style, 1102, red, 2,000 dozen. Nine hundred dozen. Style forty-eight six, yellow stripe, nine hundred dozen. That's it. That's it. Now hold on a minute while I get a pencil. <laughs> JM in the AM, another one of our great Adar comedy segments. Milech Cohn with a hapo who you heard IA done by Ruven Garber here at JM in the AM. It's a Monday. Uh, election day in Israel. Yeah, lots of people voting, I'll tell you. Be getting a lot of messages from people who have voted already today. So lots of people voting on this election day. We'll see what the turnout is eventually. 10 p.m. tonight, Israel time is when the polls close. And that means at 3 p.m. Eastern time, that's when our election day special begins. Jake Novak's going to anchor. It starts at 3 p.m. Eastern time right here at the Nahum Siegel Network. Plus Mayor Weingarten at 9 a.m. this morning. Jake at 11 a.m. this morning with, I'm sure, plenty to say regarding the election as well. So it's Election Day in Israel. Uh, it's APAC. Vice President's going to be speaking there very soon. It's Super Tuesday tomorrow. Uh, the Yeshiva University Maccabees are champions at 12.30 today. They find out where they go for their opening round. I'll tell you, lots of amazing and incredible things going on during these couple of days. Monday morning, it's JM in the AM. Hello, 
Watch this. <laughs> Through the window, a rock with a note on it. Here, let me see what it says. It says, Dear Mr. Shapiro, unless you deposit $10,000 in small bills in a paper bag, under the old hollow tree in a vacant lot on the corner at midnight tomorrow, we will kidnap your wife. Sincerely yours, your kidnappers. Boy, some tough cookies. I better write them a note back immediately. Let me see. Pencil, paper. Dear kidnappers, your rack of this date received I am writing to tell you I do not have $10,000. But please keep in touch. Your proposition interests me. Monday morning, JM and the AM with our Adar comedy segments. <laughs> Leapa before that with a, a wonderful medley. 40 degrees, mostly sunny, a high of 58. This portion of NSN programming brought to you by our friends at A&H. Abel's and Hyman Kosher Hot Dogs, Sausages, and Deli is the world's best, serving the kosher world since 1954 and available at Better Kosher Supermarkets nationwide. A&H wishes everybody a happy Purim, and they remind you, you should have plenty of A&H, delicious uh, meats on your table during your Purim suda. Try A&H. Today, well, many of you are aware of the fact that Mayor Weingarten's going to be on at 9 a.m. with the Israel Show. That'll be live. Jake Novak live at 11 a.m. with Novak now. And then at 3 p.m. Eastern time, Jake is going to uh, anchor our election special. 3 p.m. Eastern time is when polls close in Israel. It's when news starts to leak out about uh, who's won what and who's got what percentages. They're going to stay on the air until somewhere between 6 and 7 p.m in a um, full-length election special starting at 3 o'clock Eastern time. Make sure to be tuned in this afternoon. The aforementioned Jake Novak with us live via telephone. Jake, good morning and happy election day. Uh, you know, it, it's always great to have an election day. Let's have three more. No, I'm just kidding. But <laughs> it is, uh, but you know, it, it's interesting that you say it almost like a holiday because it is a holiday. It's a day off of work and school in Israel. So, uh, and that, by the way, is one of the great reasons to tune in at 3 p.m., because it is actually very heavy lifting for the Israeli news media, even just for their own domestic audience, to get the news on the air on election uh, night, because so many people have days off, you have to pay time and a half. It's one of the reasons why, if you're able to do the coverage like we are, from the United States, we actually have a little bit of an advantage because we're actually we're at no more of a usual disadvantage, even though we're thousands of miles away. That's so true. you're right to call it a holiday. Uh, it's funny, by the way. I believe Avrami, who works for us yeah. and will be helping you out during the election special from six thousand miles away, I believe he voted for the first time ever in today's election, and he wrote, 
<laughs> he wrote, uh, took my kids to the zoo today, wondering what we're going to plan for next election day. As if, <laughs> as if you know, it's like, oh, it's only a couple of months away anyway, yeah. so let's, let's start planning for another day off. But anyway, we'll see what happens, and you'll be able to uh, tell the people what you think, and, what your, and your panelists will tell them what they think uh, in terms of the possibility of a fourth election once the results start coming in later today. Uh, anything you could tell us now? Anything that you could yep. tell us that's in, in advance of today's election special? Yes, well, it was just announced by the Central Election Committee. Uh, they did something very interesting in Israel. By the hour, they announced the percentage of eligible voters who have already voted, um, which I really like. It's, it's an interesting statistic. Uh, it, it leads to all kinds of speculation, which may or may not be correct by the end of the day. But it's, you, know, you should just take the stat at, at its face value. And at 2 o'clock Israel time, we are now at 38.1% of the eligible votes, voters have cast their ballot already. Now, that is a higher pace than the last two elections. They were at the 35, 35, 30, so actually, sorry, so let, me, let me make this clear. They are at 36%, sorry, 38.1%. That is the correct number, 38.1% as of 2 p.m. And in the last two elections that we had, you know, so recently, in the September election of 2019, we were at 36.5% at this hour. And in the April, it was down to 35.8%. So there's a higher turnout. Now, again, a lot of speculation here. Some people will speculate that this means there's been a higher hour voter turnout. Some people will speculate this is a higher voter turnout for some of the other right-wing parties. We really don't know. All we know is that there's a higher turnout, and that, to me is a good story in and of itself, even if you don't speculate any further beyond that, because we had been told that having three elections in the span of 11 months was likely to lead to voter fatigue and people, and there might be a low voter turnout. So, so far, as of 2 o'clock, that narrative has been debunked. Let's see if it holds up. But that's one thing we know right now, and I think that's interesting. So well, I'll, I'll press you again, even though you basically just passed on, <laughs> on, passed on yeah. this one. I mean, it, it, can someone legitimately make a case that the higher the turnout, you know, to the be- it's, it's to the benefit of one specific party or or not. I, I think you know th- there's a lot of speculation in the last few polls that the Arab voter uh, engagement was stronger than I would have expected. You know, every once in a while there's stronger Arab voter I- engagement. It's rarely consistent. It really holds up over time. I think that most likely this means at this hour that there's been a decent Arab voter turnout. I would just say the caveat being, again, the only data we have is a total number. It could also mean that there's more voter turnout in some pl- among people who really the last two elections didn't care, but now decided they're so sick of these elections that they wanted to vote this time. And I'm talking about Jewish-Israeli citizens here. They decided this time to vote for a party. So I would say it leans mostly towards probably being more our voter turnout, but I would not be surprised if it's that second scenario that I just listed, which is just some Israeli, Jewish-Israeli citizens who had enough of these elections have decided, you know, maybe I'll go out and vote this time so I don't have to hear any more of this for another year. This news, by the way, will likely prompt the prime minister to do what he normally does Mm -hmm. on on election day afternoon, uh, which is basically to, you know, instill panic in the people. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, Prime Minister Netanyahu usually makes a video when these numbers come, even even when the numbers are lower. And we'll say, look, there's there's some decent voter turnout in the Arab sections. You got to go out and vote. You have to do this. I would not be surprised if that kind of a video comes out. But like I said, it could be very much that a lot of people who are Likud voters who don't bother to go to vote might, might have decided to do it this time, or Likud supporters, I should say. Right. Um, and I, all I know is that, but I think it's an actually very interesting story that we haven't seen this voter fatigue that we were expect, that we were expecting. I think that's great news 
for us and our election special starting at 3 p.m. because clearly there's major engagement. And if the engagement is higher in Israel than expected, then it should be higher all over the world for the Jewish community and non-Jews who are very interested in what's going on in Israel. Um, I, I, I can't watch it now because I'm, I'm in the middle of something, but uh, do you know if the vice president has gotten a nice reception at APAC today? Uh, I have not heard about that, but that's a, but a good point is that we will have at least two people in our very uh, wonderful le- number of guests that are going to be joining us for this election special who will be reporting to us live from APAC. Oh, one good. is Tal Heinrich, who is one of the hosts. She is uh, the one who is doing the uh, interviews with some of the major guests at APAC, including Ambassador Ron Dermer. So she's going to be one of the people not only telling us what's going on at APAC, but as an Israeli citizen and as an expert in Israeli politics will be giving us her analysis. And we'll also have Shai Franklin, who is a major supporter of Israel, also pretty much aligned with the Blue and White Party. This will be a very diverse panel, Nachum. We're not going to have just Netanyahu supporters right. or just supporters of some of the other parties. We will have people who will be speaking for a good broad section of the Israeli electorate. And he'll also be coming to us from APAC. So I'm going to get, I think, I have a feeling that the two of them will give me slightly different reports about the Mike Pence appearance. So that, too, will be a, a chance for people to get different perspectives. Can't let you go without asking you about tomorrow's Super Tuesday. What are your thoughts? Well, I think that Bernie Sanders is going to win almost every one of the primaries tomorrow. I think that Biden, uh, Joe Biden, after his South Carolina victory, I think, I think you're going to find that that's a real, um, just an outlier. I think that South Carolina has couple things that worked in Biden's favor, most importantly, a much older voting Democrat public there. Uh, the the African-American voters who dominate the Democratic Party in South Carolina, not a lot of white Democrats in South Carolina, are older. They were more susceptible to Joe Biden's message. I think Joe Biden might win Virginia because of a lot of federal workers there. That's Joe Biden's community. If there's, you know, he's really part of that old political class. Right. But he might win that. But otherwise, we're going to see Sanders win Texas. We're going to see him win California. Uh, he's got a lot of momentum behind him. And uh, as I said to you last week, the Democrats have these two terrible choices. Either they nominate a guy like Bernie Sanders, who I do think will lose in, in the general election in November in almost any circumstance, or they try some underhanded technicality-laden process to try to block him from the nomination, which could force them to lose elections many years into the future. Um, I'll be, obviously, we'll be watching very, very closely, but I would just... I would just caution the listeners not to put too much uh, stock in the victory uh, for Biden on Saturday. It's a different kind of electorate than most of the states that are going to be going up in Super Tuesday and beyond. Uh, Bloomberg, how will he do tomorrow? I don't think Bloomberg will win, one, will win any state. Uh, I've, I've said that before. I think Mike Bloomberg has done uh, – listen, there's a lot of things about election politics that just are – Hard to understand, especially if you don't have a lot of experience in them. But even when you do have a lot of experience, it can be a mystery. Um, it's not like one of those things like in life, well, if you just work harder or spend more money, you're 99% likely to be successful. That's not the way it works in election politics. People, things get shuffled around. I think that the effect of Mike Bloomberg on the race has been very counterintuitive. I think that he blocked out the messages of a lot of the other moderate candidates, and he also made Bernie Sanders' message for him. Bernie Sanders is spending his whole political life complaining about billionaires getting too involved in elections and changing things. And here comes Mike Bloomberg as the human embodiment of what Bernie Sanders is talking about. And it really helped Sanders, and it helped make his case for him. And I think Mike Bloomberg is going to have to make a very tough decision after tomorrow about whether he stays in the race or puts all of his money and backing behind somebody else. But even if he does that, it will still make Sanders' case for him. 
So Mike Bloomberg is really, I think he made a foolish decision getting into the election, as previous New York City mayors before him did as well. Rudy Giuliani, John Lindsay, for your older listeners might remember John Lindsay's ridiculous 1972 presidential candidacy. It is just not something that translates to the rest of the country. And when Mike Bloomberg announced, the day he announced, I wrote a column for CNBC saying he's going to find out that you can't buy the presidential election. And he found out a little sooner than even I thought, but he found it out for sure. Um, you know, you, you keep saying about the, uh, and I know that it's March. I know it's March. We're not going to hold you to this, yeah. <laughs> but you keep citing the likelihood that Trump would beat Sanders. Yeah. You're, you know, I mean, you, you know, everything about economics and you are watching the stock market plummet mm-hmm. and, and 2020 could go down as one of the really rough economic years, knowing that it's the number one issue always. And knowing that people generally want a change when they feel that, you know, there's a somebody at the top responsible for a bad economic downturn. Is it possible that Sanders actually could win an election like that? Uh, it would have to take – so that's the thing. The stock market alone, if we were just talking about the stock market, then I think no. What would have to happen, God forbid, is that you have, going along with the stock market decline, a massive amount of job loss. You know, there are probably only – 80,000 full-time broker-employed people in the United States. Think about that. That's a really small section of people. Now, they control a lot of money. Um, People taking a look at their 401ks will definitely feel a little bit of heat, although they'll be up from where they were in 2016, even if we continue along this path anyway. So that's one thing. But unless you start seeing real unemployment, unless you start seeing problems with people being able to pay medical bills all of a sudden, their, their, their paychecks are starting to, to dry up, then I don't see a scenario where Bernie Sanders can win. Second of all, even if you do see some kind of semblance of that, there is definitely a dichotomy right now about who's going to take the blame for this. Now, the news media and the Democrats have already decided to go full-on blame President Trump for the coronavirus, which I think is really a ridiculous uh, point, uh, position to take. The Chinese really are the most responsible for the spread of this because they kept it quiet for a long time, and a lot of people visited and did business in China without any forewarning. That's, this is China's fault first and foremost. Will people end up blaming President Trump if there's a downturn because of this? A lot of people will, but there's already a good narrative from, I think, the more responsible side that this is not President Trump's fault. So, again, a couple more things than just the stock market downturn have to happen. And, of course, the stock market could very easily rebound. I think a lot of people in the markets, right now we're seeing a real push-pull between the bulls and the bears. We've seen it overnight. The futures have gone wildly one way and the other. And I think right now we might actually see some kind of a um, recovery. I'm not telling people to put money in the market yet. I I would wait a little bit longer. But unless you start seeing a stock market downturn, and a major employment uh, drop, you know, an unemployment rise, or, and people start having pro- problems with their paychecks, I still don't see a scenario where Bernie Sanders can win. I just don't see the, that, that kind of support. All right. We'll see what happens. Jake Novak anchors our election special, but not about Super Tuesday and Sanders versus Trump, about the Israeli election coming up at 3 p.m. Eastern time today with many special guests. Uh, it's all happening starting at 3 o'clock. They'll be on at least until 6 p.m., probably later than that as results come in and uh, as analysis and commentary um, uh, are, are uh, sought after by this great audience. Uh, Jake, good luck today, and thanks so much for taking care of it. You're very welcome. And, of course, at 11 o'clock on Novak now, I'll have oh. at the very end my prediction about the Israel election. Oh, result, okay. So I'm, stay tuned for that. I'm glad you mentioned that. 11 a.m., you're actually making a prediction for yes. today's election in Israel. Yeah, you got to wait to the end, but uh, I, I, make my, I make my reasoning clear, and I think that there's some 
some of this data that I just mentioned about the voter turnout may have actually bolstered my argument. So let's see what happens. And then one hour after your prediction, we find out where the Yeshiva University men's basketball team are going for the Division Three championship. No, they better get some home hospitality, right? That game's going to be on Friday. So whoever, whatever city they go to needs to be ready for Shabbat home hospitality. Am I correct in saying that? Yeah, and I was there two years ago in York, Pennsylvania for Shabbos, and trust me, you're 100% right in saying that. <laughs> That's the first thing I'm thinking about. I'm thinking about eating and sleeping. You know me. <laughs> thank you, Jake. Good luck today. All right, thank you so much. There he is. There he is, Jake Novak. We uh, present the election special at 3 p.m. Eastern time today. Hey, this portion of NSN programming is brought to you by A&H. Abel's and Hyman Kosher Hot Dog Sausages in Delhi is the world's best, serving the kosher world since 1954 and available at better kosher supermarkets nationwide. Make sure there's plenty of A&H in your house for this year's Purim Suda. Remember, the big Purim celebration is a week from tomorrow. Our reminder from our friends at ArtScroll, use promo code RADIO. Use promo code RADIO. For the fifteen uh, percent discount on Zara Shimshon, fifteen uh, percent discount on Zara Shimshon on Miguel Esther, fifteen percent off if you use the promo code Radio. Go to artscroll.com, artscroll.com. Take advantage of the incredible special and uh, get set to enjoy great savings every time you use uh, the promo code Radio. Go to artscroll.com and enjoy. Simcha Liner is next. You're listening to. A Monday morning edition of JM in the AM.
Corporal Goldstein, you're two hours late. Two hours. You better have a good excuse. Well, sir, I was, I was sleeping in the barracks when I was awakened by this mysterious noise. Huh? So I crept out. I find 4,000 of the enemy surrounding the camp. I see. So I snug up behind them, and I gave them a hands up. Gung-ho Goldstein. Yes. <laughs> so I tied them all up, and I marched them 50 miles down the road to the PW camp. And then what? And then I went back, and I drove the 42 tanks they had with them to the motor pool, and I repainted them. He painted them? Yes, blue and white. <laughs> then I went back to the barracks and took a nice warm bath, and here I am. Uh-huh. And that took you a whole two hours? Achena Israel and Achim our brothers and sisters in Israel, we are with you. It's your favorite America's one and only Jewish moments of the morning radio program. Heard on listener-sponsored digital radio. Around the world, the web, and AchimSigal.com, and the AchimSigal Network, and of course, any beloved NSN app. Wraps up an amazing Monday. Tomorrow is Super Tuesday, but today is Election Day in Israel. Our election special is at 3 p.m. Eastern Time. Make sure to be tuned in. 9 a.m., just a minute from now, Mayor Weingarten with plenty about the election on the Israel Show. 11 a.m., Jake Novak with Novak Now. Stay with us all day long, folks. You'll want to on this Election Day. Super Tuesday is tomorrow. Today at 12.30, we find out where the University of Maccabees are going to go this Friday to play their first round game. The round of 64. Oh, we are looking forward to it in the Division Three championships. Good luck to the Maccabees, Elliot Steinmetz, and his amazing and incredible crew. Thanks so much for tuning in. Have a fabulous Monday. Don't forget to tune into our election special beginning at um, 3 p.m. Till then, I'll come to remind you, remember the past, live the present, and trust the future.